So that was um so she was crying, from. said your uncle was a crackhead. Yeah, that's my mom. She said your uncle was a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. She said your uncle is yeah. a crackhead. Yo, that's wow. So and he was he was like, <laughs> my uncle went to like seminary school to become a priest. Oof. And he was, you know, was that he was time. really a crackhead Near, or just nearly no, died in really, the street. He became a crackhead. Sometimes I'm not trying any to be offensive. type of addiction, they'll just say, you know, no, no, know, he crack, was you know, listen. I'm not trying to be offensive at all. I'm just asking yeah, a real question like in the 80s. Did he not go through being a priest because he was gay? Yeah, that's boom. Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Kermit Castro, and Silverado. Yo, 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 what the one? This is Call Out Culture. We are here. Shout out to all our Call Out Cultures. Today we are doing a live from the line of notes. What one of our illustrious co-hosts and one of our good friends, Griff in Alaska, we're going to be talking about their recent drop, Pop Songs for the Apocalypse. And we're going to um, do a deep dive All right. on that record tonight. Let's do it. That's true. Welcome, Griff. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. I miss you, gentlemen. Um, you, man. Before we get into it, I do think it's important to acknowledge I have not been on in a while, but True. while I was gone, I did become the first ever reigning, defending, undisputed call out culture fantasy basketball champion. Um, True. And that should be acknowledged right off the jump. Um, Good for you. You know, you're real humble. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Love it about you. It's important. It's, an, it's a new season. I mean, I'm in first place. I did just take an L to uh, Mr. Raka last you week. Know. It was I a had, close one. I had Tyus Jones. Biter. I had Tyus Jones, Dennis Smith, Max Struess, and Malik Monk busting your ass. So it doesn't bode well for your future. <laughs> <laughs> your season's we'll not looking good this year for to repeat. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's on par with the Bulls. I'm just waiting for Alonzo Ball to get back. Wait, did you you beat me in the championship last year, right? I believe so. Yeah, so from revenge game, classic revenge game. There you go. Me. See me in the. Tell me about it in the playoffs. <laughs> I was I was definitely getting four and a half points for the whole week. It was vengeance. I was the favorite. Castro, are you in this league? Now he retired from fantasy. He was last year, but um, the champ just just knocked him out knocked him out of the holy no i wanted to be a regular basketball fan this year and so instead of like oh this guy and this guy i wanted to watch teams and watch them play you're so a different you, fan he's a dad you, he's you a, didn't he's want to play nerd sports no you're you're a different fan when you're doing fantasy you're watching yeah. games way different you're rooting for two things or three things sometimes at a time i just wanted to watch i didn't feel like doing all that stat scouring and getting up like one two in the morning to look at like some la clippers score to see if the third guy off the bench scored double figures i just didn't want to do that this year but so i bowed out yeah so shout out to all the call out culture patreon folks in it yeah cash was saying kiss his ass he doesn't want to be involved. <laughs> maybe next year we do a fantasy football league if we did one i would do it i haven't done fantasy in probably 15 I, years I, yeah i haven't done it in a good 10 years but i'm down to do it I think the last I, year I haven't I done it. well in it in ten years. Yeah, I used to be the commissioner of my league and lost every year, and I was like, "Fuck this! What, I, what the fuck I'm doing all this work for? Yeah, fuck like, that. Yeah. I, I don't even get like fifty bucks. Like, you <laughs> know, not, nice effort. Yeah, and then you got to chase everybody down. Yeah, it's exhausting. I think I think the last year I did it, it was the year I took Kurt Warner number one. He tore his knee week one, and I was like, "I'm out." Oh no, <laughs> the last the last year I did it was Tom Brady coming off the fifty touchdown season. And then, and then week one, he tore his knee and tore his ACL. Yeah. And I was like, this is the second time this has happened to me. I'm out. So it happened to me with Kurt Warner and then, and then Tom Brady. I was like, I quit. I can can waste 500 bucks in better ways. Like buying comics and, and whiskey and for the um, (laughs) records for the fantasy league. Is it a pay league or is it, uh, is it just bragging rights on the page? Just for funsies. Just bragging rights. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. That's that's what, that's the main thing wrong with it. If it was if there was money involved, it'd be a lot more intense. Oh. Then that's the truth. People people wouldn't fade out. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. It yeah. Would be more invested if you like. We get you get a couple bye weeks every. Like every I, season. I was in a league. Yeah. It was like five hundred dollar payouts, two hundred dollar payouts. We was in we was in it to win it. So it was definitely more vested interest. You're calling on people. You're trying to make deals. But you know, funsies. 
whatever that good, is. Good times. Yeah, man. Well, all right. Let's so get to the fantasy real, talk. Let's yeah, this. right. It's, it's us, <laughs> Matthew let's Barry. Get, this is Matthew Barry and uh, Tristan Cockroft. Let's get oh, to the yeah. nitty grit here. All Jeremy right. Fry. So, gentlemen, how you know? We'll start with the rudimentary. How did this project come about? It's a very unique project in terms of delivery, display, and execution. And we'll get into all of those different slices that y'all got going on with this thing. But let's just talk about the origin. How did this thing catalyst off? Um, and Griff sent over a beat pack. Mm. And um, there was like a lot of short one-minute beats and I was working on the album with Dove at that time and working on the Cargo Cults album. Right. And I was, you know, sort of taking the train back and forth to the city a lot because um, I was upstate for the summer. So I would just sit with those beats and like write three songs on a train ride. Because um, I was like, nice. I just want to write to the length of this. Like I wanted to try to do something different than what I was doing for those other two records because they were like so densely lyrical. And for this, I was like, I just want to make like, fun choruses like originally i was just going to try to write only choruses like chorus 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 yeah um but then rich you know i had to like do the rapper thing and and drop lyrics in there but so yeah just sort of started trying to do these short songs that were like kind of chorus heavy all the beats had like natural transitions in there that allowed for that to sort of like space it out and sort of figure out a structure within like a minute minute 15. so just sort of went from there let's let let me let me interject there i'm glad you ended the sentence there because i was perfect let's talk about the definition of songs here yeah uh, mm, project like is this. called pop songs mm-hmm. or the apocalypse but you just alluded to the length and breadth yeah. of these songs and also you you know you told you know the quiet part out loud sometimes but you said the beats were a certain length and you yeah. just wrote to those which is yeah. a common mc practice sometimes and not only did you just write to the length of the beats, even though they were in short variety, there was a change in there that gave you an opportunity to do hooks. Mm-hmm. So what did you consider? What do you, what, you know, well, let, let's just talk about that real quick. What do y'all consider yeah. songs? Like, does a song mm. have to have a chorus? Is it going to be one long verse? Does it, the beat have to change? Like, what's, what's going on? What y'all think? Mm. Go ahead, Griff. I don't. I don't think it has to, like, check a certain amount of boxes. Like, I think a song can be a song without a hook um it's probably better with a hook um right. and I don't, I don't think there's i don't yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely depends on what the hook is um but <laughs> i don't yeah what the hook gonna be um <laughs> i don't need a no damn hook on this beat <laughs> that's the hook. <laughs> love that i love the songs like we don't we don't need a hook but the, the, that's the hook anyway yeah yeah. yeah 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 um and then yeah they're they're like rebelling against like cheesy hooks all while making a cheesy <laughs> hook themselves yeah yeah clever guys super clever so good um, so good um i guess i don't have any like fundamental rules for like what a song should be as far as like you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus mm-hmm. whatever or any particular length um it's more just like a feeling or whatever like some songs feel like a song some songs feel like an interlude right you know um so even though the the songs on pop songs for the apocalypse are are short um there's there's definitely structure to them i guess uh for more context on that and like how this was crafted is like so like periodically like every maybe two three months i'll go through all my incomplete beat files like z i'm sure you got them like my Correct. current beats folder is like 450 files don't say that so say like I'm, 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 my blood pressure is exploding <laughs> um so so i'll just go through like i'll start at the bottom and just uh you know start from the bottom and now we hear um hooks mm. um but mm, yes. um uh so i'll start somewhere near the bottom and just like start going through stuff and seeing what's in there like half the shit i forgot i started so um, it's not like throwaways, but it's like half baked ideas. Right. Um, so that's kind of how this project started, and that's why like all those beats are like a minute and a half, and it's like, well, I'm just gonna bounce it out of here because it's just sitting here, and then I'll I'll send it off to some right. to some friends and see what they think. Um, and then kind of build from there. So um, you know, I don't know, like Z, you probably do it similarly, like you start and you got like, you know, you got a two bar loop here and right. another two bar right. loop, and maybe you just have all two back to back to back to back in the in the structure. Right. Yeah. um because you don't know what's going to be what right yet. Like, yeah like be you, the... you start picking and choosing like is this part good oh i made this other part i can get rid of that i'll keep right. this part oh maybe i could just use this again for an intro or 
you're right and then or if the rapper is like oh can we extend this or do this right you know what i mean it's like it, yeah it, and it's funny because alaska i didn't know you made this while ma- working on on our record and then dub's mm-hmm. record because our shit is definitely like two verses three verse songs you know multiple hooks features this is yeah. this is like like this is like instead of you know I don't know if like you make like like a very well thought out dinner sometimes where you got mad ingredients and it takes a long time and you're like frying shit on one side and you're baking something like all the things you have to do when you make dinner sometimes mm-hmm. versus like yo I got the fucking air fryer I'm throwing the corn dogs in boom you know what I mean the corn dogs are just as good in the air fryer as you know what I mean getting the 15 ingredients lined up and diced and all that shit yeah. so I'm compa- I'm comparing your album to corn dogs in there I mean, yeah, which I dogs, so. deeply enjoyed don't yeah no fun. that's I'm not I'm not mad about that comparison at all you need yeah. that shit you well need um dogs. Alaska what made you satisfied with this short breath um, of the songs like when you know you know sometimes you can work on a song oh this ain't done for whatever mm, reason what made point. you feel that these were done even though they were in a shorter variety they were they were intentionally done that way like there was there was never any idea that it was going to be longer than a minute when I so no hanging thread no yeah it was like it was constructed like all the pieces were thought out like I knew exactly where the hooks were going to go where the verses were going to go if there was going to be a bridge or if there's going to be like an intro part of the beat or an outro part of the beat like I had that all formed out before I even started writing Mm -hmm. so you know once I once I did that it was basically writing with that sort of structure or sort of limitation and having to to really sort of put everything into like a more concentrated form, I guess. Yeah, this is a this is a um, an interesting craft. A number of cats have done the one minute song projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody that did it recently. Tierra Wack. Tierra Wack. She did one. Um, if you look at um, Woods is uh, today. I wrote nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has. But I mean, he even has a song that's two bars almost, or four yeah. bars or something like the shortest, greatest song I've ever heard. Because I remember you <laughs> told me about it. Yep. And then we performed it once on a tour way back in the day. He, he went up there. He's like, hit her up. She said, uh, some. It was just something. Like, no, my number. Yeah, I'm yes. fine. Yep. Uh, fair enough. And then the fair beat enough. goes off. The and that's it. And I the was hot. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, and he performed it. And he's like, all right, next one, next one. And I was cracking up. It's just funny. So, um, you know, this practice does have varying levels of success. Um, like Z said, Tierra Wax, whole, um, her big launch project was the one minute. Um, right. And she made all the videos. She made all the videos for each well, one. Well, can I point out, Alaska, you did this before. Yeah, I was going to say. You did I did, it yeah. On words hurt. On the words hurt. And I feel yeah. like, so the words hurt, the attitude. Um, I remember when you sent that one to me. I'm looking at that now. That was nine songs, 14 minutes. Um, and I remember you sent it to me. You were like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to put this out or not. It's like just trying to keep it on some punk shit, just keeping it just like, fuck it, let's just do it. And I feel like this, that was like the seed that was planted. And yeah, then, and then Human Zoo and then the Griff, and then the Griff, commu- the Griff relationship while also working with me and Dove. That was like all the water onto those seeds to make that shit sprout yeah to make this one and like this one has like a lot more movement like the words hurt one feels like okay like this is the beginning this is the middle this is the end of the 90 second song whereas this one i think is really dope because i might say it on text to one of you guys like it feels like a dj blend sampler you would get for an album yeah. where everything feeds into the next thing and you're like oh i like this a lot I want to hear more of this. Oh shit, something else is happening. I like this too. I want to hear more of this. Oh, the next thing. Like everything fits. You know what I mean? How intentional was it to um to go this route in terms of making something unique? I talk with Griff a lot of As, times offline and just, you know, we, we we're churning out projects. We all are. So yeah, right, there has right. to be an attempt to throw some uniqueness in there, whether it be the packaging um the arrangement the artwork whatever but you know was this i know earlier on you you said you were you were crafting the, the smaller songs you had to pack from griff but then when did y'all come together and be like all right boom we're gonna make this one long continuous track we're so, gonna um not put it on streaming yeah so so that i mean they're not going on streaming was always the case i mean okay <laughs> we so had you conversations fucking contrarian you fucking um, contrarian asshole you, you <laughs> streaming taylor swift in the office all day 
Yeah, I was listening years. to Mazzy Star on uh, Spotify all day today. <laughs> eagle Eye um, Cherry, you bump it. Eagle Eye Cherry um, <laughs> had some uh, spin doctors going. Um, Shout but, to Mike Eagle. So I, I actually wrote and recorded everything before I even sent anything to Griff. Bet. So you know, I, I had everything written, and I went into the studio over two days and just knocked it out, sent it over, and then he sent it over to me in one piece. So that was like all. Bet. Look at that. All his brilliance. And when he sent it to me, like the first time I listened, I was like, this just has to stay like this. And I think you mentioned that to me, Griff. And I was like, yes, I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of. I when I when I bounced it to you as just like one long track, that was partially just for the convenience of just doing one long track. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but um, did when you I make, was doing, did you make transitions with that or no? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And okay, that was like, that was my, I wasn't like, this is going to be one track, but I was like, damn, if I split this up, it's going to sound fucking weird. Yeah. Like you would lose so much in the transitions from song to song. Um, so while I wasn't, when I sent it to Alaska, I wasn't a hundred percent committed to like, this needs to be one track, but that was like his first response. Like yeah. even before saying whether he liked it or not, he's like, it has to stay one track. And I'm like, great decision made. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think um, when Hangar 18 was putting out the multi-platinum debut album, we had um, DJ Wiz make like a promo. There you go. See, this one I'm talking about. And he basically took, we gave him all the stems, everything. And he just turned the album into a 30 minute mixtape where he would like, you know, drop out beats, bring in old classic beats, like, you know, just sort of like flip shit, bring it back. And I like that version of the record so much more than the actual record. See? <laughs> Um, just because of like that feel, like there was a, a cool energy to it that you didn't, you don't get on a regular record necessarily. Cause it feels like someone's in control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just yeah. like, you know, intro fade out next song track three. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's almost, and you know, we all sit and ponder our track listing for months on end from like the second we record the first song. Yeah. So the second we put it out, we're constantly like tinkering and feeling messing around with it. But when you just listen to a record, I don't know if it necessarily feels that deliberate, right? Like ah. it's, whereas this, like the way that this is put together, everything feels deliberate. Like it's, it's one piece of art and it, it can't be broken up. Good. That's what exactly. that, 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 go, that, a lot of that goes with intention. Yeah. When your intention is strong. Yeah. That goes a long way when it comes to like. Yeah. All right. I, I, I walked off camera for a second. I have, the Soul Survivor cassette sampler, right? It has yeah. all this, like the same thing. All the intros to the songs, the one or two verses from the album leading in. It's called, you know, Old to the New Sampler, Pete Rock, Soul Survivor. And it's that type of shit where it's like, it makes you want to peep the whole album. Yeah. But if you just heard this, you're like, oh shit, Pete Rock's the greatest, clearly. Yeah. This album is fucking awesome. Even if it was just like half of all the fucking songs and I, I i like what you guys did where i think when you did like the words hurt joint it was like it was like more concerted in terms of and and actually griff arranging it that way and sending it that way it really just, just sounds like some blend tape shit which is fire to me like it just sounds like getting a, a gym mix yeah like you know what i mean it, it would be like it would be like if you guys had a big catalog like maybe like five six albums and then griff cut it into pieces to be like this is just the shit to rock with real quick mm. but that was the album instead you know what i mean yeah which is mad dope coming off of human zoo and then you know the shit me and you and the shit you and dub got yeah and, and i i think the the cool thing with doing this with griff and that it didn't necessarily translate in the words her project is that you know we're both punk dudes like we both are big fans of punk as well so there's a sort of understanding of the structure of punk and the, mm. like the sort of frenetic and frantic energy mm. that I think, you know, Griff was able to, to capture in the way that he put it together. All See, the way, like f- from everything from the layout, the sound and the packaging, like <laughs> he was able to like really pull that shit together. Let's see that. That's what I realized about you two motherfuckers. When, when I heard a human zoo where I was like, I'm not a punk guy. I never <laughs> been a punk guy. <laughs> I was like, these guys are punk guys. I get it. Like this all snaps in 
with like the, the amount of distortion mm-hmm. and like the whole jaded side of things while also like having, having a deep love for things while sneering at things at the same time. You know what I mean? And then, but also understanding like song structure. Yeah. It's not, it's not just like being, you know, noisy and brash like that's there, but there's also, like you said, a lot of concerted efforts and uh, I just never, <laughs> I never got a the punk. Like I read, I've read so many books and shit about punk and documentaries, but I'd never, I'm like, let me just listen to some punk today. But it's like a fascinating genre to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't know. I'm like that with skateboarding. I can't skateboard to save my ass, but I'll watch every single skateboard documentary. (laughs) I'm like that with metal too. Like I watch, I used to just watch like VH1 on the weekends. They would just have like the history of metal, like parts like one through 10. And I used to watch that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're, even when you did the, the the podcast, bloody podcast this past year, summer, whatever it was, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Like just talking about Sabbath. All right. Like that's a dope heavy metal entry. So maybe you guys should do like a punk podcast. I mean, I, I would definitely be down to do that. That's yeah. something that was uh, discussed. So, I mean, not Griff, between Jason Griffin and I, but you know, well, Griffin that's what I'm saying. But both you guys, you guys should down. do it. You guys should. That would be it. super fun. You know, what's funny about punk is like a generation is like two years. Yeah, like bands break <laughs> up so much. So even even <laughs> though Alaska and I are only just a handful of years apart, it's like four generations of punk. I don't know a single record that Jason Griffin listens to. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you. Like, I have no. I think we probably have like four or five common albums. Uh, Wait, which ones? What do you think? Um, I don't know. Dead Kennedys. Don't like the Dead Kennedys. Okay. Um, Descendants. Are pro- probably. I, do, I love Descendants. the Descendants. Okay, so there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah um, Descendants are great. Operation Ivy. Don't like Operation Ivy. That's like after what the yeah. fuck? I, I hate their album covers. Yeah. So I remember Fork at the Record Store. I hate their album covers. So yeah, like. Another <laughs> music for me. It was like for like the first suicidal record okay um like bad brains minor threat okay yeah, um, both youth of of today like all that shit okay gorilla like, biscuits gorilla, love gorilla biscuits like, yeah. i got their vinyl in my office at work circle jerks is my favorite of all time mm. um black flag but only keith moore's black flag i don't like henry rollins black flag Ooh, all right yeah. thoughts thoughts on some 41 uh they were a thing that happened they were <laughs> they a fucking were a they, that they were they were, I mean, they were like an industry plant. Like that band came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yo, but the, um, when, like it was when they, one day they just it, had when, videos. Wait, wait, when, when they did the pain for pleasure joint, when they pretended to be like an eighties hair band, that was my shit. Um, I mean, like shit. at least like, like green day, like you saw where they came from, mm, you know, yeah. like they had a couple albums before dookie. So True. some 41 was just like, Who Hey, we're the, here. Um, Annie. Okay. Phantom love them you are okay the way that guy moved like i could and then phantom planet the was homeboy's band right jason schwartzman no 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 that's like what was alien and from i think they kind of were like they leaned towards like new metal um on the rest of their stuff they just had that one song on the album that was a cover song movies and just like the movies that was my oh, i used to like that song a lot you so know what about system of a down system of a down is straight metal. up metal that's metal, metal. Yeah. straight metal okay. what about um i mean if we're just going to talk about covers real quick what about the atari's boys of summer banger cover bang what would that be that's that's just it, it's a banger it's a fucking it's, it's slap no it slaps yeah it, it's bossin i'm not familiar it is oh, definitely bossin it's bossin um it definitely well, slays Boys of Summer is like quietly like one of the greatest songs of all time. I mean, the original Boys of Summer has has some slaps to it. On Henley, right? Yeah. yeah. The OG version, dude. Just that that boom, 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 boom. That riff is fucking incredible, bro. Um, are you familiar with Me First and the Gimme Gimmies? I know that name. I don't. It's I don't uh, uh, Fat Mike from No FX. It's his side band, and all they do is covers. It's all like pop punk versions of just like oh, a shit. million different songs. They do like uptown girl and See, fucking fuck country, country roads take me oh, home you know definitely a, um the field for cover band is enormous especially yeah. if you come in as a wedding band first and then people <laughs> will hire you yeah that's hot cover shit all crazy you know what i'm saying yeah. but you got to be very on um, the last gala i went to they were doing all types of shit um, that's fire all types of shit um like really all types of shit songs in the 70s <laughs> 80s some hip-hop joints some anthem joints and then it was like two or three white songs. I just was sitting there. I don't know what's going on. Everybody <laughs> got out there. No, because everybody got out there. They was jamming. Was it con- were they country joints? The country songs? I don't know. It was like I think they did that one old that that disco song. Dancing. 
Yeah, the Yeah, everybody got out there, grab grabbed a handful of they. That's fire. But they um the interesting thing about this cover band was um they had a full back line like they even had like a violent electric violin player, bass player, and they had um like four four singers and and one lead. Wow, vocalist and one lead, and then the vocalist was the girls that came to the front. And did their three part harmony with the electric. Bro, they made girl. like five racks. They made oh, five yeah, racks tonight. Like, two, three, two, three. It was, five. it was in the I'll um, give them five. I forgot where it was. Was that when you were tucked out? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was downtown. And so, like, they were, they performed. The event was kind of long. So they didn't perform like for three hours. But they, I think they did a good solid 40, Damn. 40, hour, 40 minutes to an hour and a half with all of this, all of what they were doing. And then they had a DJ, right? So like, this DJ was he there? Well, they, they was, he wasn't doing much during the songs, but what he was working on is when they started breaking down. Here's DJ Skeletor, whatever his name right. was, and he started spinning for like another hour. Damn! So they were able to probably extend how long they were covering the event because he spun. That's uh, fire! About a good forty minutes, and he was just doing top forty mm. um, oldies and goodies, and he played a little more hip hop and stuff. But they really stretched out the performance. But I was just interesting. They had a full background plus so many singers. But yeah, they had to get like three grand because I was just doing the math of how much they had to break uh, off everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like the Dude, ten piece, you know. This I'm sorry, is is totally not connected to that. The I'm looking through my iTunes. The only I'm not even sure if this is punk. I got into this band like very briefly. Uh Pussy Galore. Are you familiar with them? Uh yeah, vaguely familiar. And they had they had this album called Sugar Shit Sharp that was like really fucking wild. Where it was like they were doing punk shit, and in the middle of the song, they would break out and like some like hip hop shit, like drum beat shit. It was like so weird. Like the arrangements were so fucking crazy with this band, and it's very like the album covers like Xerox and shit. What is it? What is it called? Pussy, Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. Pussy and they have Galore. another. They have okay. another album called Dial M for Motherfucker. It's wild shit. I don't know. It's like it definitely is like more punk. So shout any of our listeners fuck with Pussy Galore. Get at me. Because I, I stumbled across them, well, you know, in life and also in music. But if, uh, yeah, that that's the only like punk I really have. I don't even know how I came across. What's that? that what's that new series uh, you're doing that you did the beat nuts thing for? A blind spot. There blind you spot. go. Blind spot. Pussy blind galore. Pussy M is galore. for motherfucker. Hell yeah. Dial M for motherfucker. Dial M for motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what a great fucking album title. That is a great. AKA. So Mr. there's Falcon. a whole bunch of AKAs for it. So it's yes. Dial M for Motherfucker, AKA Make Them Eat Shit Slowly, yep. AKA <laughs> the new album by Pussy Galore. Yes. Yo, uh, these motherfuckers are wild, that's bro. That's good. I like that. They're a wild group. Like they're fucking, I don't know how I came across them, but all their artwork is like stripped down crazy. <laughs> they have, did they, they have, have the one cover three where, EPs. It's like the, where it's like the bikini bottom with the Confederate flag on it? Or am I thinking of a different band? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know that that well to be honest with you. I don't so know how I came across this band. They but they have a an EP called "Feel Good About Your Body." Yes, I another remember. one called "Groovy Hate Fuck." Um, <laughs> I remember seeing amazing. that back in and the day. And then, yeah. and then the other one is "Sugar Shit Sharp." Yep, that's one. Yep, as I have that joint. Yep, that's one I have. "Sugar Shit Sharp." Okay, so they are. I'm looking at their Wikipedia. They're a DC band film f- formed in '85. Okay, boom. That's all I know. They're garage rock, garage rock, and punk. Yeah. That's how they're, no, and noise rock. Also, there's a lot of shit going on with this band. Um, all right, cool. Why don't we take our first break? <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out my pussy galore seven inches. Uh, take take that how you want to take it, and we'll be right back. Call our culture with Griff and Alaska talking live from the liner notes pop songs for the apocalypse. <laughs> Nothing that nobody says. I ain't really trying to hear nothing that nobody says. I ain't really trying to hear nothing that nobody says. I ain't really trying to hear nothing that nobody says. Nothing, 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 nothing that nobody say. 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 I don't fuck with blow. 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 Gets pretty complicated, doesn't it? How you gonna tell a shit when you don't know nothing? How you gonna tell a shit when you don't know nothing? Shut the fuck up. 
shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up. Ayo, we seen the way you operate, you obviously classes. Drifting like you Oprah order, hope we get the masses. Always with your hand out, always at your man's house. You ain't got no standing motherfucker, shut your damn mouth. How you gonna tell us shit when you don't know nothing? How you gonna tell us shit when you don't know nothing? Shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up. All you do is talk shit, my god is so torturous Go and get a corporate gig, homie you need structure Cause living how you living now is a portrait of a sucker How you gonna tell a shit when you don't know nothing? How you gonna tell a shit when you don't know nothing? Shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up Just shut the fuck up Hey yo, you can get a new lease, turn over a new lease Don't be ass backwards, baby, like you're being born Breach word is born, shake it up Alaska. Yes. We are back here. Call out culture. Call out. We're back. We're back. We're back. Thank you all our patrons. Boom. Yeah, prick. Let's um just just paint a you know a general picture because because this is a one track effort. I would like the listeners to just press play and go through it. But what was what was some of your lyrical goals with this record? Um. I was more concerned with hooks than I was with lyrics. My man. In this record. Like I wanted to really focus on, on hook writing, but um, because I knew the verses were going to be short, like, you know, mm. I mean, most of the verses are four bars. There's a couple of eight bar verses here and there, mm. but um, I wanted to let the verses really serve the hook and not vice versa. Like a lot of times when I write the hook serves the verse. Of course. Ah. Um, so Especially in the order we write, we'll write a first verse first yeah. and then, we're like, okay, let's come up with the hook now, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I did it the opposite. Like I, I came up with the hook, um, and then you know, sort of let the verse serve the hook, however it had to be. Um, so yeah, so I think it, it wasn't really so much about the lyrics as much as it was creating a mood and an energy with the hook, and then letting you know the verse sort of be the thing that gives the hook a second to breathe before it comes back in. Yeah. Well, hooks are lyrics though. Let's yeah, not, definitely. Let's not definitely. But yeah. no, um, I, I think I took that approach when I did like Little Robert Hutton, mm-hmm. when I did um Black August and and was it three parts or four parts or whatever. Four parts. Yeah. I came up with all the hooks first. I yeah. just didn't, you know, mm. I just had no that was just what was happening. And so that then I made a choice to make all of those sections short and right. get to the hook. Yeah. Start with the hook, get with, get to the hook. So I, I, I feel you on that, Alaska, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes, you know, as writers, we, you know, we don't do both. We'll either no. do like a lyrical heavy project or we do a hook heavy project. Um, bringing up Woods is a good reference. I remember some people when they talk about his accessibility, they bring up known unknowns. And that's like his mm. first project that has every song has a hook and has yeah. like the typical rap structure, verse, hook, um, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. So there's a lot of that. And then also because of the genre, the, the, you know, the playgrounds that we like to inhabit, you know with l and ace and all that stuff there was a lot of just one long verse scratch that's it songs yeah done. you know yeah. what i'm saying oh, yeah. Like, yeah right um i think like tune mass damper doesn't have a hook i'm pretty sure it doesn't tune mass damper baby yeah that, that's that's, that he says that at the very yeah, he end, says that at the right? end right and yeah. the, the whole thing is just him you know sliding and then, and then and then and then at the end he says the one line so yeah definitely we come from the um genus of you know hooks are um voluntary but i definitely I'm, I, I hate my hooks. I don't think I'm that good a hook you writer are, at all. Stu, you are the yeah, weirdest right. dude I ever met in my life. I yeah, just, I don't I, bro. Know. Did, I did you hear the hook? I disagree. Yo, let, let me say something on Vegas. <laughs> when we when we draw Vegas, Vic, right? Yeah. The, I, I I'm gonna personally be offended. Still, almost two years later, that no one online or in person was like, "Yo, the hook on Knife Behind the Smile with Shells and You." Yeah, that shit is. Oh me, oh me, oh my, my wrecking crew good. is never gonna die. Why all the rappers one. that they knew? Come on, man! Like that shit. These fucking indie underground fucking assholes. They don't know that shit, man. They don't Yo, know melody is important. Uh, you know, nah, uh, make the sickness sell the cure. Come on, That's bro. That's Come on, I just know, but I just know really like Googie. Like I know really oh, good hook makers. A fucking prim. My partner prim. Prim has some of the best hooks in the world. So it's just. Sometimes bro, I just, you know, bro, it's don't, just don't do this to yourself. It's fine. It's all right, but I, I, I keep striving for it. I think Walking Razor <laughs> was a good hook. 
Come on. But you know what I mean? Like, I just like when I look at some of these cast hooks, Nas hooks. You crush Nas hooks. No, the mob deep hooks with their verses. That's, that's, but that's, but that, that's, that's, that's a, a mob deep and race style. That's, that's a mob a, deep yeah, and race exactly, style. Bro, that but that right. is a skill to make those parts hook worthy. Everybody could just do a yeah, verse but, and a hook. It has to be something you're picking nah, that section. I'm telling you, man. Um, what I'm what I'm saying is Why, what, what what I like about okay to go back to this record for example is and a tie to you is to me when your hook is just another eight bar verse with double triple stack vocals you can get away with that if you're Raekwon you can get away with that if you're Prodigy or Havoc okay that's it two people three people in the history of rap everyone else when it comes to the hooks you either need to make that shit unbelievably infectious or have you know what I mean half sing have something very fucking simple you know what i mean that that's that that's funny or cool that like it, it needs to be an open door for for anyone to fuck with the music like it needs yeah. to be the participation award like everyone yes. can do this shit with me the yeah. rhyme and you can't rhyme like me you can't phrase things right but the hook is the part where it's like when we do the show that's the part everybody can fuck with that's right? when you you invite everybody to the couch right when, when so so when when alaska like what i like about alaska's style is he comes from you know the the highly technical progressive avant-garde ass dudes from late 90s early 2000s obviously but this motherfucker was like yo i was writing like little john beats for the words hurt shit you know what i mean like you were always looking for something that was banging and direct even when we did that that when you when you reached out to me and cash for for the first time on outcast the outcast yeah. you did and now and even like human zoo you know what i mean like having alex do the fucking um what's the name hook you know? yeah like the this, is, this hook. is the aesop comparison that i do with alaska because he has such sensibilities he's a little older and so you have that i was outside for he's some very 80s. older he's not little he's very older. i was outside yeah. for some of these 80s <laughs> not early 90s things it's like aesop where you know the lyrics and this is where you are with aesop too they can be intergalactic out there in mm -hmm. space right right but the hooks are bring you back to earth right yeah. hooks I mean, bring you back to you know back to the soil back to you know uh double dutch rhythms mm -hmm. hopscotch yeah. things you used to say doing hopscotch stuff yep. that's way in your brain it's just in line your brain you don't even remember it's there but it's there, it's there. So let me let me let me bring that back and put it in a rap hook to bring you know full circle yeah yes like but, but even going back to like hangar 18 that was one of our goals like we always looked at like like people were always complaining about like the pop hip-hop shit right like mm -hmm. that was like very hook heavy sort of like beat centric mm -hmm. yeah and but nobody was saying shit right right, right? like that was the, the perception so we were like well why can't we make beats that are like that and make catchy hooks like that right but and just spaces. say our shit. like why yeah. does because like the things that everybody talks about liking it's not the lyrics correct right yeah. so like we could just do what the fuck we want with the lyrics as long as we hit those other elements right indeed i agree with, i agree with that. i fuck with that and so let, let me say this about the record um cool is johnny gill yes griff why don't you send me that beat bro what are we Yo, doing, man? What are we doing? Right. Out here? I have, I have, I have, I have no, 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 it's okay. I have on, documented evidence that I sent um, in July of 2022. I sent you got receipts two, on you, Z. Two gigantic packs you got receipts. of all these beats that I was talking about false accusations earlier in the episode. <laughs> got all my half baked false. beats. They've Get now them. been named. Now they've now been named Griff Scrapple Packs. They're all Get scrapples them. of Scrapple. No, you're talking to Philly Kings. Scrapple, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> Get them, Griff. Get them. So I, I sent out two Scrapple Packs in <laughs> July of 2022. That was COVID. That don't the count. First COVID. 2022. <laughs> Mulligan, dog. That's why the tickets are more like that shit. That shit was at the ass end of the media nah, cycle. Man, it was, it was still paid we According wow. to the catastrophizers, I was still triple masked. <laughs> I was triple masking it up with seven shots at me. I was still scared out here. Come on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Jack swing 
from my nuts The shit stings back teen in your cut Sunscreen in your eyes, sunrise in the east Listen to sunrise, bump some mystique Put one in the chamber, put one in the air Believe in yourself cause no one else cares Only drink liquor that grows some chest hair In the 80s his chest can get some fresh wear goes from back to side to side It goes from back Side to side it goes, front back, inside to side it goes, front back, inside to side. Hey yo, get paid and do something you love. Not mutually exclusive, but usually enough. It's a cutery, dabble in some nudity. You could do both while listening to Junior Reed. One day I'll be cool as Johnny Gill. We did it first like Donahue Phil. Paid like Jack Donahue, laid like Jack Tripper. Griffin I like Gilligan and Skipper. Front back, inside to side it goes, front back. The first wave of those, it was like probably like a 20 or 25 pack went out and it went to, um, I don't have it up in front of me, but Alaska, Alex Ludovico. Nah, man. See, I, I, don't, Brian, I, don't, play, I don't play the community chess well, wait, game. I, Brian, I, like, I like to do these while he's down. Brian so, Brem, Castro. Yeah, I know. I got, the, I got the pack. I got the pack. I didn't deny. I didn't get the pack. Uh, Isaiah Joe I had twenty three points in seven. Shut up, man. I'm yeah, there it is. Isaiah <laughs> Joe had twenty three points. You, man. Wait, seven. why did he have no, twenty three points? We're, we're thirteen snapped? games over. Huh? We're thirteen out. games over. I'm good. Nobody's out. Like, um, nah, Isaiah like, Joe ain't getting minutes unless somebody's yeah, sitting no, down. Isaiah Joe is in the rotation. So. Oh, we, that we, much, damn. Uh, Griff, Griff, we we kept Furkan Korkmaz so Isaiah Joe could fly. Isaiah Joe and now in the and now I, they want to trade Korkmaz just to get under the tax. He's a fucking bum. Anyway, he's a total fucking bum. So anyways, like anyways, fans no, no, I'm just, I'm just. Saying I don't know that, where I was cut off about Isaiah Joe, but I'm just saying every 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 beat, every beat <laughs> finds his rightful owner, and Alaska <laughs> Alaska was meant to go through the 600 pack beat selection to find that one whereas if you would have just sent me it to me like oh, on a tuesday yo check Shift it out i made blame. this beat i would have been like oh that's mine yeah but on some real shit, that beat is stupid crazy cool as johnny that shit yeah, is, really um, is let's talk crazy. about that let's talk okay. about that real quick griff now because alaska did the selecting i'm not going to sit there and assume that you had a sonic idea before y'all got busy but once Alaska selected what he did and you got to the you got into the mode of transitions and this one long track idea, where were you trying to go sonically or did you want to go everywhere? Um, I kind of wanted to go everywhere. I mean, I didn't. So I didn't know what beats he was going to pick, but I knew like we had talked about the concept like it's like it's a rap album, but it's made with a punk punk rock mind state and you know alaska was really adamant he's like i'm only going to rap to how the song is currently structured so i knew that would i knew that that would give me a lot of freedom so to to like piece it together kind of how it was like that was kind of like my idea even though i didn't know what songs it was going to be i think at some point along the lines he was like these are the 12 beats for this project um so i knew what they were but i didn't even like listen to them or anything i was just like really adamant about don't send me anything until it's all done so I can sit mm. down and do it all as one project, you know, which was the total opposite of how we did human zoo. Human zoo was like, we did four, then right. we didn't do any for a few months and then we did a whole bunch more and then, and then yep. wrapped it up. So I just wanted to, and this is something that I'm just kind of learning about myself and my, my best workflow strategy or whatever is that, um, I very much have to focus on one project at a time because um, yeah. if I'm working on multiple at the same time, none of them are getting finished. Yep. Listen, not in, at least not in any sort of timely manner. So to, to quote Ron Swanson, don't half-ass two things, whole yeah. ass, whole ass one thing. Yeah. I and I and and my whole ass is all over pop <laughs> the apocalypse. I, I concur. <laughs> um. Uh, no, if you listen closely uh, in the middle of track seven, you can you can hear my ass. No, um, <laughs> no. Um, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. If you play it backwards, <laughs> um, it's actually just never mind. Um, so no. So so Castro, to answer your question, no, I didn't really have an idea of like how it would sound sonically overall until I got all the vocals and and reference tracks. Um, and then it was just kind of a series of text messages like 
here's the first sequence I came up with. What do you think? I'll flip this one, that one. I mean, it really wasn't even more than like a day or two discussion. And we were like, this is the sequence. I think the only lingering debate is you didn't want uh, blowhards to be the intro. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want it because we were originally thinking of having it be the intro and the outro. Mm. And um, we were going to double play it. That's right. Yeah. And then I, I don't know, like something about, it was also twice as long as it actually is now. Yeah. I cut it in half for the, which was something as well. Like, that going into like how you gonna tell tell a shit when you don't know nothing like <laughs> love her shit. Just was, how like that go, going back to back with that felt a bit like extra yeah and i think love the text the, the text messages about the sequence kind of ended with you being like yeah i don't want blowhards at the beginning at all it doesn't work and i'm just like all right cool and then i just sent then you the album it. with it right at the beginning i just cut it in half and was like well i'm putting it here and i'm pretty sure he'll just agree yeah. i mean i i think the key was cutting it in half yeah you know like yes that's what made it work if it was twice as long you'd be like fuck this is long yeah i mean it's only a minute, and then, and then like, you try and and then you try and skip to the next song and you'd be fucked yeah you exactly. have to go back and listen again dude what, like what i'd like forward commercials on the podcast <laughs> yeah what i like too is um what's my other favorite beat on here oh cnc music factory yeah. yeah what, I, what I like what I like what, what you do and what I like in in rap is is when people take the fire ass beats that could work at the club at the house party at the live show but then they just do their style and don't try to do the like they don't try to do the fucking Roddy Rich song to that shit like they're like yo this is the banger but the song's about me taking naps and shit yeah you know what I mean like that's that's oh, so yeah. dope to make it it's like the you could play this beat anywhere but the content is still relatable just to you you know Monday through Friday, help my daughter with the comic core. Up before dawn, first one in the office. Five o'clock Friday, first one out the door, bitch. Go home, order up some DoorDash, Boathouse, eat that, order up some Crawdash. Sipping old fashioned and read a little Cormac McCarthy. Blood Meridian, it gets my heartbeat going. Before you know it, fall into a hard sleep. I am to naps what Kirk is to Starfleet. Knocked out Tommy Hearns, I ran Barkley. Weekends with me for Michelob, tip your barkeep. Oh, I am. Yeah, Monday through Friday, get money. Saturday and Sunday, I'm on my album. Come on, yeah. Monday through Friday, get money. Saturday and Sunday, I'm on my album. Hey, yeah. I fell asleep on the couch. But that's what happens when you drink a few sours. I hit the snooze for at least two hours. Cause sleeping on the weekend is like my superpower. My kryptonite asking me to do shit. Other than eat, sleep, drink, and make music. I mean, of course I'm gonna do it. I'm a husband and a father. What I fucking look stupid. I wear a lot of hats and I have a lot of roles. I won't slow my roll just because I'm getting old. Sunday up late, Monday feel the toll. Then it's back to the factory, civilians and cold. Your attention, America. One of one song, but a beat that anybody would want to fuck with. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I, the thing I really love about that song is like, one, I was listening to MF Doom a lot at the time, and that that line, like the Monday through Friday, get money, Saturday, Sunday, the Brown Al Bundy, like it just was stuck in my so head. Dope. And the second I heard so this, dope. I just started kicking it on there. But so um, the so thing dope. I really like about the ver- like the song is hard, everything's hard, yeah, and it's like the whole thing like just complaining about shit is like i'm like yeah of course i'm gonna do it like yeah right. fuck out know, everybody asks me to shit. <laughs> of course i'm gonna do it but it's so dope so i complain to myself about it in the backyard <laughs> i'll rebel quietly while, yeah. while being obedient yeah i'll be salty <laughs> over here by myself it's like you check out the fucking trash what was that nothing <laughs> nothing taking the trash out you know what I mean? and like, while you're out with the trash that's what you talk your shit when you're in the alley throwing in the yeah, dumpster yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Fuck? i used to fuck it up for fallout boy who the fuck are you talking to <laughs> <laughs> this is my shit i like that shit and i like um what's my shit uh rebel smell rebel smell you yeah. saying fuck Ron DeSantis, fuck Bernie Sanders. Oh, it's beautiful. Re- did you realize you were going to set your sails on fire when you said that? Is it the rap world? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, knew. 
Oh, I, I, to, to me, there ain't no difference between AOC and Manson. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, my um, my personal shit. favorites are your uncle is a crackhead and oh. welcome, welcome to Interatron. Oh, yeah. I like those both. Um, yeah, the original, the original, the first first draft of the what became the welcome to Interatron beat is so fucking terrible. Really? <laughs> like... So there's a there's another layer on it that by the time I so when I first made it, it had this piano on it, which I think I just started with the piano, just like fucking around with a melody. Mm -hmm. And then I like copied it to a different sound, the same melody to a different sound. But uh, like when Mm -hmm. I went back with Alaska's vocals on there, I totally forgot that piano was in there and I unmuted it and was listening to it. It's like the fucking absolutely corniest thing. It's like it's so fucking bad. So I'm really happy that I muted that and sent it to you and it became awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a great shit. And um, I don't, do you guys know what Interatron is? No. So uh, I, 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 I watched some YouTube videos uh, uh, after we made the song. Yeah. Like I, I was reading. Something. I still don't, I still don't know, but I watched so the video. It's, it was a, a camera that was created by Errol Ooh. Morris for his documentaries. Oh, oh the fog of war it was just like the camera he uses in documentaries. So it's like, it's like almost like the camera has like a TV on it. Yeah. So like when the person's being interviewed, instead of like having to look off to the right to talk to the person, there's actually a TV with yes. the person interviewing them in the camera. They use that the, for with, with John McNamara on the fog of war. Yeah. And that was wow. there. More there it is. Yep. So like, yes. I, don't know, I just love that idea of like sort of not being able to like get, caught up in like the f- false world around you and having to still like tailor into it and i also like the kajana carter's knees line on this love Yo, love, the, love that line number 32 yeah. penn state's yep. finest yeah i found uh years ago at a, at a thrift store found a kajana carter Bank nice. Ooh, yeah yeah nice. you gotta rock that joint yeah. and, and uh, uh i i bought it for six bucks and flipped it on ebay for about 10 times that nice it was like it was like a double xl like it wasn't Oof. It wasn't fitting me, even even with the since grown upon uh, girth in the stomach region. Uh, right. That shit's still too big. Shout out to that bud. Right Yo, word side. up. That is. Yo, Griff, the um, last football jersey I bought of a current player was Cedric Benson. Oh, the white Cedric Benson jersey Ooh. for the Super Bowl. First play blows his fucking knee up. Um, I had a I had a David Terrell white Bears jersey. Wow, so equally as shitty. Yes. David Terrell from Michigan. David Terrell. David Terrell. Yes. Oof. Yeah, the Bears draft. The Bears draft so well. Can't wait. <sighs> for, we can't wait for this year's draft. First pick in eighty years. First number one pick. Yeah, that's crazy. Bears. Thank you, Lovey Smith. Just a, yeah, and he got all fired time, immediately. All time, he knew it was coming, so he stuck it to him, and I love that. Castro, real quick. So the the last day of the football season, from what I gather. The Bears needed what, what team was Lovey coaching the Texans? Texans yeah, Houston yeah. Texans. Yeah, he he needed they, the Bears needed the Texans to lose to get the number one pick, mm-hmm. and the Bears' old coach Lovey Smith was coaching the Texans, and the Texans were dog shit, and he went for the win and like went for a field goal it to was, win a game. It was like four meaningless conversion. It was like version. fourth they or sixteen. They won. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And they lost the, goal, the number one pick, so they just fired him the next. Be, before <laughs> the before the two point conversion, conversion it was like fucking fourth and sixteen or fourth and twenty or something yeah. like that. And they fucking hail marys <laughs> like. Tickets to the man. Yeah. But an objectively worse, way worse team than significantly Chicago worse. Yeah. yeah. Um. But Lovey, Lovey knew the whole year he was just a one-year guy. Like he was oh. just a, a filler. Like, well, he's like everybody, was, everybody was shocked when he was hired as the head coach. Well, yeah, he like was, they're he like was in college. Yeah, he was. He was the U of, U of I coach. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he had an ill beard though. The all white joint. Yeah, I that, love that. I didn't even know he had a beard. Now I was like, holy I shit. didn't even know it was him because I just always started doing with the beard, and I was like, <laughs> who? And they kept talking about Lovey Smith. I was like, wait, that's Lovey Smith? Yeah, because he always he was always such a baby clean shaven. Yeah. 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 yeah, he was all eyebrows. Shouts to Lovey. Um, why don't we take our next break and we'll come all back right. and talk more shit with Griff and Alaski. Grab this BH up. Call out culture. Pop songs for the apocalypse. We'll be back. Hey, yo, don't wait for me to leave. The new album from me, Zilla Rocker, and Andrew. His album's groovy as hell, man. So it's like eating a bowl of ice cream for breakfast. Available now on $3pistol.com. 
We're doing vinyl pre-orders, tapes, and the cigarette flip-out paper box you haven't seen since 98, CDs, and we got everybody on the joint that you love. Alaska, Prem, Wally Clark, Brian Annals, Castro, Rich Jones, Teller Banks, Cuts by my man Marcus Penn. Yo, I love this record. I want you to hear it. Take all your troubles away. It's therapeutic like that, but in a non-corny way. So grab it now. Don't wait for me to leave Zilla Rocca and Andrew. $3pistol.com and streaming everywhere. All right, coming back, we're going to put a nice bow in this thing. We've talked a bunch of different layers about the project. So let's see if we can end it with title. Where'd y'all come up with this title? I like this. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell the story. Go ahead. Alaska texted me and said, the EP is going to be called Pop Songs for the Apocalypse. And <laughs> great I said, story. yo, I like it. Great, Alaska, great story. Can you expound? Um, I, I think it's a line from. I, had I a thought it was one line. of your lines. I thought it was it, one of it your is. Lines. Okay. Uh, but I think it's um, a line from my project with Dove. Okay. So well, some, I, no, no. Yeah, I, I said, I, I, said I, I write pop hits for the apocalypse. All right. Mm. And then I just sort of like like that idea and thought it fit this project. You do that a lot. You intertwine things between your uh, themes, between your various projects. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. some, some very high lazy. level, high level, not, <laughs> high level artistry. Yeah. But but it's it's also it's also On, a little slice of debutante here because pop songs with apocalypse is also yeah. like, the band that played on the Titanic once it was yeah. sinking, you know, wearing bow ties and ascots. So. We weren't yeah. playing pop songs, but he, they were playing version, pop songs at the time. At the time, they, they were playing, playing Jimmy you know, Crack Corn. Other way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> high in <laughs> Elizabethan tales, the racist ass shit, racist yeah, hits, crazy like Mozart's and stuff. So they were playing <laughs> their pop songs during their apocalypse, as yeah. Alaska and Griff have done in the modern times. Keep up, Z. Um, up, so your uncle is a crackhead. Yes. Classic early, late 80s, early 90s song title. I mean, it's... When you would just humiliate people for very traumatic, fucked up things. But that, it's, it's my <laughs> uncle. It is, Correct. It is yeah. uh, self-deprecating. Yeah. So, so it, it's like when so I was good. like in 10th grade, I came home one day, my mom was crying. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, your uncle's a crackhead. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, man, your life was never the same. That's an open show. We're opening the show. I know a man that wanted to be a priest. Same man nearly died in the streets. He was smoking crack just to hide the fact that he was in the closet all the way in the back. I got friends that want to get rich quick. Same friends ain't never did shit. Could have kept your job with your benefits and pension. Now you just broke with financial independence. I know dudes that's so insecure. They always brag about getting in some drawers. If it was me, I'd be way embarrassed. Cause that low self-esteem went and fucked up your marriage. She was crying, said your uncle is a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. She was crying, said your uncle is a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. I know a lot of people all talking, no action. They don't put in work, they just wanna say they rappers. It's kinda sad cause they sharp with the pen, but they just some bartenders that wanna pretend. I know a lot of folks that blame others for their problems, but when it's everyone else though, it's probably them. They never factor in their own behavior. They sit around waiting for someone to play the savior. Yo. And if we keeping it bucket, I know dudes that's built to self-destruct. They had it all laid out on a silver platter. They just couldn't maintain. I guess it didn't matter. She was crying, said your uncle is a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. She was crying, said your uncle is a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. She was crying, said your uncle is a crackhead. So that was um So she was crying said your uncle was a crackhead. Yeah, it's my mom. She said your uncle was a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. She said your uncle is a crackhead. Yo, that's wow. So and he was he was like my uncle went to like seminary school to become a priest. Oof. And he was you know, was that he was time? really a crackhead Near, or was just over nearly no, died in really, the street. He became a crackhead. Sometimes I'm not trying to be offensive. Type of addiction, they'll just say, you know, no, no, he crack, was you know, listen. I'm not trying to be offensive at all. 
I'm just asking yeah, a real like question that. in the 80s. Did he not go through being a priest because he was gay? Yeah, that's... Boom. Yeah, he was... He basically was went to go to become a priest because he was gay. <laughs> Boom. And he ended up like... He lives like his... I don't know. I don't think they're married, but his partner also was in the seminary with him. Wow. Yeah. But they like, didn't know each other. Or did listen, they? Or did I think they, they did. Okay. Um, but so he, but he basically like turned to like crack to deal with it. Like, you know, I think he wow. was like le- leading double lives, like probably going out, got fucked up on drugs. And that I mean, was like, he, probably, he was, he became like a drug counselor and all that shit. That's he probably crazy. didn't you know, start with crack either. I don't, I don't know, think so. Is, probably not. A, yeah. Steps, you know, you climb yeah, up the playing, ladder. Playing yeah. Pink Floyd, smoking the ganj. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then there maybe was, a little Sherman Helmsley, you know. Yeah, in the early to mid 80s. There's a history hit. of addiction on that side of, well, on both sides of the family. Really. Wow. But, um, yeah. Listen, I was an altar boy for three and a half years. So I, shit, that's why I had to ask. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was it. Look at that. That's amazing. Let's talk I, about that. Yo, it was wild. My, the, the one, the one uncle I, I talk about. I mean, the uncle, the fucking my one priest on. Um, I talk about never at peace. I was like, this motherfucker was a drunk, and he used to do the masses mad quick if the Eagles would play games. The masses would be done in 25, 30 minutes. If the Eagles were playing, <laughs> and he would get bombed. He would do the fucking cruets with the wine, and he would bomb that shit with the wine and get all buzzed, and finish the church, finish the mass because our our church was literally a hundred steps from the vet wow he would get bombed at like 11 o'clock and eleven thirty in the morning and then walk right to the game for the one o'clock game. amazing <laughs> he was wild <laughs> father de la rosa that was the name he's wild it's a weird life man it's a very weird life shasta priests out there shasta no shasta, shasta, don't, they don't get not getting yeah no nothing <laughs> no nothing nothing that's the priest that do yeah, the right no, thing no, that, that no, don't shasta. need to be told I mean, like, few, I mean, few and far between please. is it the right thing Spare me. It's a factory, no, the right the right thing of like, hey, of may, 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 maybe I don't need to abuse kids. I could just, you know, no, they could just transfer you to another place with a new. Oh, yeah, that's fucked up. That's why I don't go to church. But, you Please. know, OK, see, I, right, I don't go to church because I don't believe in God. But <laughs> Nihilist, <laughs> Nihilist Gen X seal. Um, All right. Let's let's wrap this thing up here. All right, gentlemen. Um, this was a good salvo, good way to start the year. There are yep. tapes available, ladies and gentlemen. So go out there and order that. But moving uh, quickly. Yeah. Yep. There's only a few left. Um, anybody else have anything popping on? Uh Zilla? Yo, yo, uh, shout out to the kids that popped up on pop songs. Oh, wait, that's what I wanted to ask you. So all your watermarks are your children now. Yeah. 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 We got all we got all five of them in there. All your watermarks are your children. So anytime I love too, you can hear. You can tell which ones are teenagers, not just by like the growth of their voice, but their lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, to just be doing how it. They are They're just jaded. like, so jaded. like both my my oldest and and Alaska's kid are both just like ah, pop songs for the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> your so youngest full of is like, songs <laughs> they're so apocalypse. excited. Yeah, yeah, that's so dope. That's great. That's great. Incorporate your children in your recording. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so you got so- anything coming up? That people should know about uh, me and Jason Griff are following are finalizing. We were texting like a couple hours ago about the yeah. cover art and who Talking to hire. About album art, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we can we want to release the album title at least today on our show. Hell yeah! Tell the people. You want me to tell the people? Go for it, Griff. At some point this year, you will get Jason Griff and Zillaraka. The album is called Stack and Chips. <sighs> and if you don't know what what that's about, that is. An homage to the homie Lord Jones Scorsese, aka stacking chicks chips on record, crushing every single enemy. Boom. And every, everybody on the show is on the album, which is great. So Hell yeah. it's it's the total opposite of pop songs where it is full songs. Every song it is very full. Um it's, very, it's chock full. We were talking earlier about hooks and, and Zilla's Zilla's hooks on this are top shelf. Oh, thanks, bro. Like they're they're really fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to get this one out to the people. So yeah, it's that's fun. Um, and then we are me and uh, Andrew the vinyl. Um, uh, I approve the test presses December twelfth. I haven't got any fucking updates on that one, but uh, I'm gonna be putting out him and Jesse the Trees record Sleeping Dogs. So that's in the mastering process now from C Money Burns. I like that. And then um, we're gonna be putting out um, Andrew's album uh sad dance songs i don't know on physical 
We just have to get the templates up for the tapes. So there you go. And I'm going to do a 96 mentality deluxe reissue on cassette. Just my man, Just. Just is doing the crazy artwork now for the tape. And oh. then um, there you go. And then, uh, oh, and then me, Alaska, me and Alaska are wrapping up Cargo Cults too. Yep. Oh. A lot of shit. Is it called Cargo Cults 2? Yeah, it's called Cargo no, Cults no. 2, the, the Return of the, the Revenge. Return. Yeah. Hell the Return yeah. of the Revenge of the Cargo Cults. <laughs> revenge of the sequel. <laughs> the Revenge of the Return of the sequel. All right. Um, yeah. I have a current single out with Willie Green. It's called it's Born Ready. fucking crazy, yeah. bro. Lance Stevenson crazy single. Lance it's on Stevenson. all DSPs and SoundCloud, but you don't go to the DSPs. It's actually a promo for an item and equipment that Willie Green has like a cross promotional um, agreement with. So if you when you go check the song out, look in the credits, find the equipment, go buy it and use it. He also has a video of him working on the song, mixing some of the various vocal entities and using set equipment. So go check that out. It's called um, Born Ready. Um, we got the Mescalito remix. That's out yeah. there by DJ Haram. Shit slaps. Featured video was awesome. Awesome. Got a video out there by Mo Sebo, first animated for the kid. So yeah, um, go run up those numbers. You're trying to get that up to 10k, and then um, you know Mescalito remix. Make just go buy Metal Lung with original Mescalito. Yeah, and um, you can get it from BackwoodStudios.com, uh, or you can go to Bandcamp. And if you buy it from Bandcamp, you can digitally get the remix. Um, oh, so nice, tough. You know, that's all we got going on. I got a couple of features dropping. I'm on a spectacular diagnostics record. It's so yeah. yeah. That shit is hard. Next oh, month. I was listening yeah. to that today. And then by the time this drops, this choice will be out. But um boy Milk is doing a deluxe version of his Shasta Milk neutral, neutral Milk Hotel. Yep. And he got me and Prem to do a shrapnel feature on it. So yep. and they got a re- you got a child actor remix of uh turbulence of me and Def C. So that'll be out Shabim. by the time when y'all hear this, that should be that yep. should have been released. So Oh, and Castro, I just uploaded two Sedale Threat remixes to DSPs today. So beginning of February, you're going to hear um, Small Pro Piranha Hands remix first with Bruiser Wolf. And then the following week will be Small Pro remix of Behemoth with Casual on DSPs. And then we have a Griff remix on there. We got a Mighty Healthy remix. Yeah. Yeah, and then I need, I need to fix my part of the remix of my shit. But yeah, that'll be coming in February. So how you like that shit? What are you dropping one every week? Uh, no, yes. I'm just doing two, two singles. Two? Just the two. And, and then the whole then project. The whole thing will drop. Yeah, because we're lacking. Like six joints on there. So. Yeah, so it'll be on the full joint. You'll get your banging ass splits from Distro Kid. So. Hell yeah. You're I want living, my living fractions luxury. Fractions. Yeah. Bro, bro, that's, that's some good fucking. Bro, I just cashed out with the mailbox money right there, boy. Yeah. All right. All I call our cultists, our Patreons, we love y'all. Um, yes. We also put out, if anybody looks at some past episodes, we put out a little sampler of the one shots that we do, some of them that are exclusive to Patreon customers. Yep. So go check that out if y'all need some more convincing. Yeah. Join the Patreon, or if y'all want to know how we doing it on the other side of things. Shout out to our latest Patreon, putting up fucking twenty bucks a month to fuck with the guys. How you yes. like that? Love there to see that. You could do Salute. five, you could do ten, you could do twenty. However, you want to feel morally right. superior to other listeners. It's you up to you. Saying. So it's all good. All right, Yo, they all, we all they all got to hear this shit early too. Pop songs, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to hear it like a, a week, be, what two weeks before it came out? Days. Yeah. Four, four days, days. three four yeah. days early. So you see that there's goodies, there's goodies to yeah, be so yeah. Call our cultists, tell your friends, tell their friends to tell their friends, and we could all be friends mm. in this podcast nation. We are call out culture. Bang. Um, Curly Castro here with Alaska and Zilla Rocker. Tonight we had the illustrious Griff join us to talk about pop songs for the apocalypse, which is available Correct. now. Um, on Bandcamp, there's a tape oh. version that is running out. Yes. Go get it. Get support it. it listen to get the whole it. joint get the one track project 12 joints and then there's two versions you can hear with all the vocals and then you can hear this instrumental beats are crazy <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in yeah, yeah. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Peace.